my children taken away back in October. Um, I've been to court so many times. Uh, the judge has never ordered me to do any classes, counseling, and they just keep on <clears throat> postponing the case every live feed, I've gotten a few comments from a woman, I believe it's a woman, named Red Queen. Red Queen, get a pencil and paper because I'm going to give you a number, and at 9.15 tonight, Pacific Time, I want you to call me at this number. You've been a loyal listener, been watching our uh, live Facebook feed, and so I want to help you. You're asking me for my help. I'm going to give it to you. Call me at 310-308-7758, and I'm going to help you this evening. Okay, let's take a, another call from Vita from Azusa. Vita, did you have a story to tell or a question to ask? I have a question. Sure. Um, I was um, deciding whether or not to hire you, actually, because I got my children taken away back in October. Um, I've been to court so many times. Uh, the judge has never ordered me to do any classes, counseling, and they just keep on <clears throat> postponing the case every time I go to court. Okay. So I wanted to know if there was anything um, you can do since it's already been six months to help. Well, do you have your children or you don't have your children? No, I don't. Okay, so... The answer is yes, we can still help you. It's never too late. Okay, yeah, because um, basically the claims were that I was acting erratic um, because I was trying to get out of an abusive relationship, and I mm -hmm. kept calling the police, and every time the police would come, uh, my ex-boyfriend would say that he didn't do anything, he doesn't know what I'm talking about, and the police believed him every single time. Okay, well, it's never too late. What, I, what you should do is call me at my office uh, or call tomorrow and make an appointment. There's someone working at my office tomorrow. Call 888 888 888-6582. I'll talk to you about your case, and hopefully we will be able to help you. Okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Addressing Red Queen on the Facebook Live feed, Call me at 915-310-308-7758. Let's take another call from George from Los Angeles. George. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Did you have a story to yeah. tell or a question to ask? Yes, I have a question to ask. If I know who maliciously filed an incorrect complaint with the Child Protective Services, and uh, falsified all the stories. They've been investigated. Uh, the law enforcement rejected them. The Child Protective Services rejected them. Would it be possible to hire a lawyer to subpoena that report to see who is the complaining party is and to punish them for knowingly filing malicious report? You know, I would love to tell you yes, 
but I'm going to have to tell you probably not. Those types of complaints are protected by confidentiality in California. And, um, you know, you're not the first person to ask me this. And, uh, you know, I've tried a couple of times to find out, and I'm, I've, I've been blocked every time. Uh, the law in California is you don't get to know who's making these reports. Uh, you know, they decided, I guess the legislature decided that it's more important to investigate child abuse reports than to have you sue somebody who's making false reports. But if you find out on your own, that's a whole other story. You can then sue them. George, does that answer your question? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it possible to sue them for slander? Not fully. It is, it is an answer to my question, but there is obviously a, a continuation to the same question. Mm-hmm. Why? Because uh, uh, it is quite obvious if the person uh, lives right across from you and... Uh, and it can be proved, and they described the alleged abuse in such a detail, which which shows the demented sickness of the person's mind. Right, but if you can't find out that they really did it, you probably won't be able to sue them. Okay, George. I hope that answers your question. Thank you for listening, and thank you, thank you for calling in. All right, we're running out of time. Let's talk to Andrea in Los Angeles. Andrea, did oh, you, hi. Hi, did you have a short story to tell or a quick question to ask? No, just a quick um, thank you for all of your work and thank you for all of your YouTubes and everything that you do for us on the radio show and answering, answering our questions for free. I really appreciate it. I don't see anyone else doing this work that you're doing, and it's helped me tremendously. So just calling to say thank you. Well, thank you, Andrea. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening, and thank you for calling in. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, we still have a few moments. We're going to go to, I'm going to mess this up, Prakash in, it doesn't say the city. Prakash, this is attorney Vincent Davis. Did you have a story to tell or a question to ask? Uh, I have a question to ask. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I had an incident uh, about two years ago, and my case was, uh, they awarded my ex-wife to custody of my kids. And every time I went to the court, uh, they kept on telling me that, like, oh, the kids don't want to see you, kids don't want to see you. And, you know, I've been trying to contact my kids somehow, and, you know, the judge left the decision up to the the therapist to deem if it was uh, when, when it's appropriate for me to see my kids. And, you know, there's no way of, you know, since my case, already closed and I wanted to know what can I do to you know how could I start seeing my kids again okay I, I can tell you what you have to do what county are you in uh, I live in uh, Northridge right now okay so you're here in Los Angeles County yeah all right what you're gonna have to do um, when your CPS case or your DCFS case closed there was something called an exit custody and visitation order What you have to do is you have to go to the family law court, file what's called a request for order to modify custody and visitation. And that's where you're going to have to start. Okay. Okay. Even even if my, uh, what do you call it, I have a misdemeanor charge uh, right now going on in the, you know, criminal court. And can I still do it while I'm... You can still do it. 
But, you know, I don't want you to give me any more details, but you have to be careful if that misdemeanor charge is related to your CPS and DCFS case and it'll be related to your family law case. If you start making statements in those cases, it might be used against you in the misdemeanor criminal case. You get what I'm trying to say? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, if they're related, you know, my advice would probably be to wait until your criminal case is over and then go to family law court and try to get, you know, start some type of visitation. It's unusual for a court to order no contact with the kids. I mean, it has to be an extreme case. But if that's indeed your court order, you're going to have to start at the beginning and, you know, kind of a step-up plan, uh, work your way back into regular visitation with these children. Okay? Okay. All right. Prakash, thank you for calling and thank Thank you for listening. All right, we just have a couple minutes. Had this conversation today with a client. Uh, the real change uh, in juvenile dependency court comes from you voting. I know you know the election just passed. I hope all of you were registered and voted. Remember, you want to elect, at least in your state, legislators and state senators who will make changes to the law that are pro-family and not pro-CPS. You also have the right to elect judges the same way. Judges are elected or appointed by the governor, but all judges have to face re-election. So, you know, look at the judge, uh, the judges that are running and, you know, try to get together. Maybe you, you and a group can vote in blocks to make changes to, you know, the state legislature, state senate. Get these laws changed to make them more friendly to your families. I want to thank everyone for listening. We'll be back next week on the radio. This is The Secret, How to Fight Child Protective Services and Win. 